the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm Jeffrey Grossenbach. have a great interview today from Obi Fernandez talking to some of the members of the Copenhagen Denmark Ruby Users Group. I also want to remind you of eRubyCon happening February 9th to 11th in Columbus, Ohio. A lot of great speakers, Jim Wyrick, Bruce Tate, Dave Hoover, and others talking about using Ruby in the enterprise. Go to erubycon.com for the details. I also just finished downloading a new podcast from Dan Benjamin, who was on the show over a year ago. He's a Rails developer behind A List Apart, Corked, and a bunch of other great sites. You can check that out at hivelogic.com. Global variables begin with a dollar sign. Global variables start with a dollar sign. Instance variables begin with an at symbol. I'm having a really cool night with the guys from the Copenhagen Ruby Brigade. You guys actually have the, that's your naming lingo, right? It's yeah. Ruby Brigade, right? So why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Just, uh, you know, let us know who you are, what you're about a little bit. Okay, I'm uh, Jesper. I'm in Cap Gemini. Done a bit of uh, Rails since uh, January. And recently, I've been working with a plugin for making easier internationalization. My name is Tobias, and I work in a company that's called EasyFlow. We use C Sharp and .NET for all the work, so I can't can't really use Ruby that much, and not at all Rails in my work. But I use some of the spin-offs and try to use some of the the different tools for like wager, water, stuff for testing. Okay. My name is Ole. I work with a company called Ole, Ole, Ole. It's a web development company that does uh, web apps and um, mostly with PHP. Are there three of you? Sorry. Are there three of you? No, me, model view controller. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ole, Ole, Ole. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I use Ruby for for importing stuff and um, well everything that people used Perl for back in the day doing that with Ruby is pretty much more convenient and uh, I've been having hosting woes so I've been staying off rails for a while but now there's a fine VPS company in Copenhagen that can really really take care of you oh bravo you want to give them a plug I would they're called Giga Host the pro package you can find by really really looking hard at the website Gigahost DK there you go. I'm the last one here. Uh, my name is Thomas Watson, and I'm also working at Capgemini uh, with uh, Jesper. Originally, I'm a Java programmer, but at the moment, I would call Scott into this whole Rails thing and working half in Java and half in Rails. Been looking at, at Rails for the last uh, year, but only coding like the last half year or something like that. So, you got a great group here. Yeah. Ta- tell me a little bit more about how it got started. Well, it started by me contacting Jakob, who has the blog Mentalized Net. He has actually been working very hard to introduce, uh, to convert his uh, company work to uh, into Rails. They had a, a, an old legacy system that he's written quite a lot of, uh, about in his blog. He's done a lot of work in convincing his company into uh, go with Rails instead of and and dumping the old ASP and uh, VB script. Yeah, um, dumping all that. 
at the moment I contacted him and um, we immediately knew that we had to do an initiative like uh, like what we've seen in Chicago and, and elsewhere. So um, I guess that's what started it like three, four months ago. Okay. Just just before the summer holidays. So how many people came to the first uh, meeting? I think we were around... Well, you were tw- 22, 22 actually. 22. Well, so uh, tell us a little bit about your the work that you're doing. <laughs> Yeah. The localization stuff. Well, actually, I, I've been looking into um, to some of the some of the localization plugins uh, just to make something really, really simple and uh, to make it to make it much easier to uh, to localize your Rails application. We're recording this at a club, by the way. So. <laughs> With all you aspiring podcasters, it doesn't matter where you record it; just get something good. So anyway, I had a look at, into much of the localization plugin, and, and they literally uh, do a lot of stuff that I personally didn't need when uh, when working with prototypes at work. I just wanted a simple localization feature to make my uh, to make a, a very fast uh, one language application. So what I wanted to do was just like translating the basic stuff and uh, multi- supporting multiple languages was not an option. I mean, that was uh, way too much in relation to what I wanted. So I wanted something that was not in a database that had to be really, really simple and I ended up writing my own plugin instead of modifying somebody else's. What's the plugin called? Localization Simplified. It's kind of a complex name. Uh, I put it on RubyForge. Okay. So it's called like L ten N dash simplified. Cheers, simplicity. Yeah. Cheers. There, and, and just to, to comment on that, there's actually uh, after you released it, uh, there's a lot of people like writing back and saying, "Hey, I can I, I can add a language to this." Uh, and you also added some pretty cool languages like uh, Pirate Talk, and I think there was another one. Swedish Chef. Swedish Chef, yeah. Swedish chef. <laughs> so we have, it's like, you, you, you can get it to say, ho, 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 you have an error. Error. Errors. Pretty cool. I was at RailsConf uh, in London here this uh, past month, and actually um, at the localization uh, talk, the, the plugin was mentioned, so I was extremely honored uh, about it, but also uh, tried to see if there was a chance to get the core team to comment on on the issues of localization difficulties in, in Rails. I mean, they have a variable uh, to modify active record error messages, but it doesn't really modify the header in active record, so it's, it's very inconsistent. So that's. Uh, so you have a message for the core team, is what you're trying to say? Yeah, actually, I I, uh, I put my first patch in today yeah. uh, on number to currency because it really annoys me that it always has the unit before the currency and not the opposite way around, like we do in Denmark. I put that in as a patch for the for the core, which I of course hope they'll accept. Okay. Like they uh, they have accepted some uh, modification to. Uh, Distance of words and time. Yeah. Recently, I really hope they modify that so that we can get all this override of functions out of the localization plugins where it doesn't belong. The localization plugins should focus on on uh, translating the messages in Rails, and that should be it. So, tell the the 
Rails podcast audience, you know, what's going on in Denmark with Ruby and Rails? I mean, Ruby and Rails was born here, right? Yeah, the Danish uh, kind of way is, unfortunately, to kind of like wait and see what other people are doing. Okay. In terms of like the, the, the big companies and stuff. Even though Rails were, or David Heinemeyer was kind of like started out here, Rails is not that huge compared to, for example, the States. The whole idea of the group was also kind of like, because we needed to know other Rails guys. We needed to, because the community wasn't that active. People were sitting around in their own little companies somewhere and doing their, their small localized stuff, but, but nobody knew about it. But the dangerous thing is to think about Ruby or anything else that as your own secret weapon. And it's so stupid man, to think that not publishing is a smart thing. So that is so completely out of the map. What do you mean not publishing? Not publishing, not blogging about you. Not blogging about yeah. Yeah. Basically, I mean, the, the last half year that we, they, uh, Jesper and, and I have been doing a lot of rails is Gemini is suddenly like our managers and our salespeople are like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. We didn't know about this, this, this new cool stuff and maybe we could do something with this. And slowly we get our managers and our salespeople to accept the, the fact that there is actually this pretty cool new thing we can, we can sell to our customers and do stuff in half the time and whatever. I think by, by doing that and other people are doing that, then Rails is going to kick ass very soon uh, in, in Copenhagen and Denmark. What's the Cap Gemini story uh, for Ruby on Rails in Denmark? Well, actually, I blogged a little about it. I think the story is that, that um, we wanted a way to introduce Rails in a non-obtrusive way where, where we really could show where, where a sweet spot for Ruby and Rails, where we could gain productivity and where it fit into our usual development style. So um, what we did was actually prototyping a lot of stuff in, uh, in Rails, just making rapid prototypes within a weekend, within a week, within two weeks, see how long uh, we could go, how, long, how far it would take us. And uh, the salespeople immediately bought into it. I mean, every time we had a, uh, a big offer, the salespeople actually wanted to, us to show it off, to make something cool. That, that, that they could uh, that they could show to the customers I think at the first project they decided to um, just take the screenshots of our rails app and then they document everything that that happened and it was like 10 screens or something like that and the, the documentation was was like 70 pages what we went after the next time was actually demo it to the customers to the clients when when delivering an offer we could actually demo the application how we thought it would look, and uh, and that actually made made us win a project where we wanted to make a uh, Java application running on JBoss, but we actually did the the, the prototype in Rails because uh, we could show off a lot of things uh, and we could kickstart a lot of thoughts that were buried deep down in the analysis, but we could actually bring it bring it to the top right away. I guess the point is that we could prototype a lot faster. We could benefit from a common understanding on the whole team because we could actually visualize it. Furthermore, we could uh, actually accelerate the analysis phase because we could dig into to dig deep into problems. 
suddenly our, our luxury problems were we wanted more more accurate data we wanted more more data we had a, a completely different view on the point just after a short well, time a, a thing you could actually mention here is uh, a pretty cool thing where we had a customer contacting us saying uh, we want to do this ASP.NET application we went about doing the prototype and of course we did the prototype in Rails what else showed it to the customer and said hey this is, uh, this is what you want this is what we're thinking about. We can do this in, in ASP.NET, and I think it was like 400 man-hours. It was not a huge application, it was small, no. but I think it was 400 man-hours in ASP.NET. But you can choose to get it in Rails and get it in 100. And they were like, hmm, yeah, hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually... And I, yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. I just wanted to add that, that at that particular company, which is a, a, a big public... Uh, what do you say, agency? Yeah, public agency, yeah. Here in yeah. Denmark? Yeah. yeah. They, were, they were used to Microsoft technology, so they wanted Microsoft technology, and they wanted it implemented in Microsoft technology. But actually, consider, considering the fact that they had to fall double the, the price, they, they wanted to, uh, to continue with the Rails. If you can generalize your advice, let's say, so there's a lot of people out there listening who are at their big companies, Capgemini is huge, right? Even yeah. in Denmark, it's fairly big, right? How many guys? In uh, Denmark, we are, we are around 400, and worldwide, we're like 60,000. Okay, so, so, so in Denmark, it's actually not that huge. But it's, I mean, it's huge, but it's not like if you compare it to Sweden, where it's like 3,000 or something like that. Still, same yeah. sort of challenges right now are faced by anyone who's at, a, at shops that are used to doing things Java and that way. So if you can generalize your advice right now, the shortest way I can formulate it is uh, start with Rails instead of starting with Word documents. When you want to document or, or prototype something, or yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, when you want to specify what you actually want to do or want to deliver, don't do it in Word. Do it in Rails. Okay, so, so, so you actually code it instead of describing it in a Word document. Yeah, yeah exactly. So how deep do you the functionality go? So you can see how the stuff works. Right. Yeah. Of, like like a, like a picture says more than thousand words. That's what you yeah. usually say. So a web application so, says more so than thousand word documents. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of uh, trying to convince the salespeople uh, from the start to hey, we want to sell Rails applications, we said okay, we, we still want to sell the Java or the .NET or whatever. But as part of the, the process, we want to prototype this uh, as a usual thing. I mean, it's pretty nice to prototype stuff. But we want to prototype it in Rails because it's faster. Not because it's Rails, because that's yeah. not a selling and point. And the management doesn't have a problem with that. Yeah, right? because the management says, cool, this stuff is faster. You can prototype it way faster than whatever an HTML prototype or whatever. It's it, The customer can actually work with this application and discover things that they didn't know that they wanted. You you get Rails in from the, the, the back. <laughs> sneak it in. Yeah. You sneak it in, basically. You had a comment. I'm quite interested in how long would it take to write those specs, the functional specs that we you were describing, a description of something. So I'm outside this big corporate world, and I, w I would like to know how much time is spent by the word processor. The actual example I mentioned, the guy that did the description of uh, the Rails app we did, he actually worked a lot faster than us. <laughs> he, oh. we, we spent the whole weekend coding. <laughs> 
or like eight hours every night at that weekend. And uh, this guy, he uh, he spent only one night from from like Monday afternoon till Tuesday morning, where where they delivered a seventy-four page description of this. But it was it based on your prototype? Yeah, it was yeah. based on the prototype. No, so it was based go. on so the screenshots. He hadn't had the screenshots in the prototype. But but but, but to to be frank, actually, uh, I mean, a big company like ours does a lot of like delivers a lot of offers to, to big companies that want to have us build the MIT systems. And usually the, the way that happens is that we write a Word document or whatever on, I mean, it's, it's not like 100 pages, it's not 200 pages, it can be way more than that. It's, I'm talking like volumes of, of paper here. In your experience, do those binders get used afterwards once <laughs> development starts? I don't want to get you in trouble, but yeah. you know. <laughs> not really, I mean... <laughs> I wouldn't say that none of them get gets used, but actually, the real reason why both the customer and the provider, or you know, the, the IT uh, people like us, uh, we were doing this is basically to safeguard us. So let's wrap this up. Denmark, Rails, Ruby. What's going to happen in the next year? Put on your little profit hat. What do you think is going to happen? We're going to take over the world. <laughs> Our club is going to adopt at least two libraries that are not well enough kept these days. Okay. Well, I, I think that we'll definitely pursue making, being committed to uh, help making Rails even better. Right. That it, it's, it's given us so much already, so we, I think that we will pursue in contribu- contributing more to uh, Rails in the ways that we can do it. I mean, I the best the best way right now is probably probably internationalization and um, and localization. I think that's the obvious. That's the low hanging fruit here. But um, but that should be done within a year. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, at I'll least there's plenty of time for our deadline here, which is one year. Yeah. Ola <laughs> just mentioned hosting. Uh, there's going to be some some hosting companies. We can see hosting products, uh, shared hosting rails, yeah. hosting for dummies. Is it important to to get that? On a local basis, because I mean, we have things very, like, very, very, very important, important. Yeah. super important. Why is it important? The ping times. Yeah, uh, we, we can choose between TextDrive and DreamHost. If you don't know a lot about hosting, you can choose between the big players. If you don't, you're gonna have to well pick up a VPS yourself and learn a lot about Debian or well another distribution. And if you don't manage that, well, you're not gonna have Rails hosting. Another thing I think we're gonna see a lot of. We, uh, broader acceptance of Rails or, or and, and Ruby, uh, we're gonna see uh, bigger companies taking it in and and having running Rails applications. You see it starting to happen. I mean, yeah, you guys have insight. It's, 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 it's starting to happen yeah. now, and I think and so so far it's going really fast. It's it's fast projects to do, so you you're quickly onto the next project. Uh, so it's it's going really fast at the moment, and I think it's gonna continue the next year. It's gonna really accelerate. So. I think we're going to have the broad acceptance also in the media. Absolutely. So, thank you guys for spending some time with me here. Yeah, I you. think uh, we we'll probably need another round of beers <laughs> well, before we call it a night. It's our uh, pleasure to, uh, to be here with you. And uh, yeah. look forward to, to coming back maybe in a year uh, and finding out uh, if some of these uh, predictions uh, come true. But <laughs> best of luck to you guys. Thanks again. This week I just finished rolling out a new site for PeepCode Screencasts, peepcode.com. There's a lot of new features people have been asking for. You can subscribe to a 5 or 10 pack for a discount. 
If you sign in, it will keep a record of the screencasts you've purchased from here on out. Also have every episode available in iPod video format, so you can download that and watch it on your iPod or take it to go. This has been the Ruby on Rails podcast, music by Why the Lucky Stiff, equipment donated by Samson Audio.